on six platforms. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Fell. Music Speaks interview. Our next guest's career has already blossomed in the pop dance scene in her hometown of Vancouver. Now located in Toronto, our next guest is no stranger to the ever-growing music industry. Her current single, Party Heroes, has her hard-pounding electronic dance sound that is sure to bring you to your feet. The clever, constructed lyrics and catchy beats combined heavy, powerful guitar solos will leave you wanting more. Already garnering brave reviews with the infectious sounds throughout, this sees our next guest moving into a new share of her music career. In 2013, our guest was selected as one of the two performers to play in the Lady Gaga Born This Way Ball after party and opened for tour DJ Lady Gaga BFF Lady Starlight in Vancouver. With rave reviews from her performances, she then went on to work, work with Little John on her single Sirens. In 2017, she opened for Grammy Award winner Akon in Gulf, Ontario, Canada. Hot off the heels of her performance, our guest was then approached and selected to play the Lady Gaga Joanne World Tour VIP after party once again in Vancouver after Lady Gaga's performance at Rogers Arena. Party Heroes was released on MTS Records and it immediately hit the top 20 iTunes pop charts followed by two addition top 40 iTunes hits. Dear John reached number one on iTunes pop charts. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Kristen Karma. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Great, great, great. Well, I I just want to say thanks again for coming on our show. And um, my first question that I, that I ask everybody is: um, We're living in a in a pretty pandemic world right now. Um, now you're from Canada. You're you're still residing in a, in a, in a, in a Canada. Yeah, I'm uh, in Toronto. Toronto. Okay. So, um, how is it in in Toronto with this pandemic right now? 
Um, well, right now we're seeing a lot of the cases continue to rise and there's been a lot of venues that have shut down. Um, a lot of people have lost their job. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty much the same everywhere. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're just in our second wave right now and everything's just, uh, it's just increasing and yeah, we're just, we're just trying to, you know, take care of ourselves, wear a mask, wash our hands and do the best yeah. we can to, to get this thing under wraps. Yeah. Um, I've seen constantly um, uh, several artists, big time artists, uh, making plans for next year, later on next year. So hopefully, we can get everything back and everything in order and enjoy live music once again. Oh, absolutely! It's it's a shame to see that so many really cool and notable venues here have have shut down and closed their doors for good. I mean, right. you know, I've had the pleasure of of playing some of these great venues here, and uh, it's sad to see them go. But I mean. It's the nature of the pandemic right now, and right, you know, yeah. What else do you need? You know, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, my very first question after after that one is, uh, do you remember your first gig, and how did that go for you? Were you nervous? You know, I mean, excited. <laughs> I do remember my first gig. Ah. Um, it was back in two thousand nine. Uh -huh. Um, I had recorded a few songs and decided to play a battle of the bands. And, um, you know, I invited everybody and kind of was getting to know the equipment and never really performed on stage myself. Um, I invited my parents. They had never heard me play with a band or perform live like that. Really? And, um, yeah, we actually came in second, which was pretty nice. cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was back when Supernova in Canada used to do the Battle of the Bands thing and uh, really got my feet wet. And, yeah, it was, cool. it was pretty cool. Cool. <laughs> Um, were you always an entertainer, at, at, you, you know, your whole life or, or like, were you growing up as a shy kid? And if you were shy, how did you overcome that, that fear of, um, you know? Yeah, I, I was a very shy kid. Sometimes I, I am still shy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I, I was younger, I was always, you know, I started in, in ballet and I would love the stage, love performing, um, you know, and I started, uh, playing music in school, you know, I, I needed to, to do the solos or I needed to do, it was just something drew me to the stage to perform. And, um, you know, after going, going to school for audio engineering and learning everything, I just, something drew me back to the stage and just decided to go for it. And, um, it, it's, it's like, I get into a different persona when I'm, um, performing you know i'm all dolled up i'm in a costume i'm <laughs> right. just uh, like a different person and i just this energy just comes alive when i perform so um my day-to-day -day life i'm pretty reserved pretty quiet but mm. you know get me on stage and i'm quite a different person right so um so okay so uh you said you were shy so how 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 like for anybody who wish i wanted to get get out of your shell um what what advice would you recommend because I know a lot of people are are um, either depressed or have 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 anxiety, so I mm -hmm. so I just wanted to know how you got out of your um, funk as absolutely. Yeah, um, <laughs> basically for me, like I I've developed this persona, um, and it's like my chance to get out of my shell. It's my chance to showcase a different part of me. You know, I'm, mm. I, I get the makeup done, the hair done, you know, I, I design my own costumes. I, I wear what I want to wear. And I'm just, this confidence just nice. is 
you know, just comes, shines right out. Um, but for me, that's what I had to, I had to do. I had to create this, this persona. Um, and then, you know, when the, when the show's done, when I'm done, you know, my music, whatever the case is. And I, I kind of put that away, wash off the makeup, go back into sweats or, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm back to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm back to, you know, just you know, being quiet. <laughs> yeah. 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 I understand that. Um, was MCS management in the first cut record company you signed with or was it like um, another? No, I've, I've, uh, I've worked with a lot of companies before. Um, and it's all just a learning process. You know, I, in Vancouver, I was working with several different labels and, you know, some of them see different visions for my music and where they wanted me to be. And it's just all about, working with a team that gets you gets your vision and really wants you to excel in a way that you're you're going to be happy with and and so you know out here mts management's been great michael's been great Mm -hmm. um and he really stands behind myself and my music yeah michael's a great guy because um I, uh, I, I posted some 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 article in a in a in a podcaster um just interview section and he was the first person to say, "Hey, you know, I got all this, all these artists, and you know, I can, I, I can, uh, pretty much help you with it." So, so he's been a great guy to me, and yeah. So, oh yeah. So, so, so I can, I, I can only imagine what a great, what a great manager he is. Oh, absolutely! I've been working with him for um, a while now, a couple of years, and yeah, he's he's on the ball. He's he's amazing. Right. Um, when you first started your music career, um, did you? go out and seek out other music labels or did they find you like, um, you know, like, uh, did they find you at a show and somebody came up and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> I want to find you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, did, did, did you go, go out looking for them or did they come to you? Um, in the beginning, I thought that if I went and kind of got my music in front of different labels and management companies, that that was the way to go. But, um, ultimately it's, it's, the music for me that comes first mm. and so i focus on that my show um music musicians and it's been word of mouth honestly that um i've known artists that work with different companies and you know i kind of source them out talk to them uh find which ones are the best fit um but it's a, it's a little bit of both i i really do my research before i work with anybody just right. because you know, you never know. There's, there can be, the industry is, it's tough to break into yes, and it's tough yes. to know who to trust. So, exactly, exactly. yeah. Um, when, when I read your, um, uh, profile that, that, uh, that Michael gave me or, or sent to me, um, I learned that you studied voices, voice lesson with, uh, Judas Rom- Romanovich. Um, who was, who's, yeah, mm-hmm. who, uh, she worked with, with Avril Levine and Sir Michael Luckin. McLaughlin, which is all, which is you know big time, big time stars in, in the music industry. Um, when you got signed, um, how soon after did they give you voice lessons, or did you like mention you know that I want to uh, perfect my voice just a little bit more? Can you help me with another with a with a voice teacher? Yeah, so um, I'm actually. I, I work with different labels, but I, I'm not signed. I'm still independent. Oh, okay. I still run. Yeah, I still do my own, you know, management and oh, releasing nice. stuff on my own independent yeah. label. Um, 
but yeah, when I first started, I uh, wanted to improve my my voice and just you know I didn't want to be out of breath after the first song and just <laughs> right. you know just I just wanted to be better overall and so I seeked yeah. out different vocal coaches and she was one at the top in Vancouver yeah. and so you know I I went in for a session and really liked what she had to offer she really helped me from day one from right. you know the first five minutes so uh, she's definitely the right person to work with and so I just continued to to work with her for for quite a while and um yeah she's she's been great she's one of the top vocal coaches in in vancouver yeah so what all stuff did she teach you or like can can you give us like like a like a like a yeah it's um everything from you know different different warm-ups how to extend you know your vocal range um just different breathing techniques how to you know enunciate different words um just so you don't sound so nasally how to mm-hmm. how to go between your chest and head voice um right. just yeah a, a lot of different things we've worked on my songs other songs just everything so um according to you uh this is a question for you specifically um do you think that people are born with the skill to sing or can you be, can it be learned um both actually i think that people um, a lot of people are very gifted and born with it and they, you know, they don't require um, a lot of training from the get-go. And there's others that need to work, you know, every day on on something. And that, that's, that goes the same for anything, whether it's the voice or an instrument or you want to learn a new skill. I mean, you always got to work on it no matter what. But just some are born with a little more of an advantage than others. But anybody can achieve it, really. Right. Just got to work hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, let's talk about your writing, uh, uh, the, the, the way that you write. Um, how did you begin to write any music? Uh, did, did you get it in, in, did you get inspirations from your past memory or did, or does the, does, or like, did, did, did you come up with the idea and it, and it just transforms into a song? Um, yeah, no, I, I pulled from my personal experiences. So my first couple of songs, you know, I wrote about just wanting to get out of the headspace that I was in. I just felt kind of um, trapped in, in where I was living, what I was doing with my life. It was, you know, the same repeat, going to the same job every day, being unhappy and just how to break out of that and get out of that. And um kind of tear down my walls and do something else um you know i wrote a song for my grandfather who had passed away um it just it was just a way to get out my emotions um and now it's it's more on just believing yourself self-confidence um going after your dreams but it's all it's all very um it's all it's all personal experiences that i've i've been through um or that my family members have been through and um and I just continue to write from that. It's more authentic that way. Right. Oh, cool, cool. Um, I okay. So I'm re- I'm looking on uh, on the Apple Apple Podcast uh, um, podcast. They are the Apple Music app right now, and it says you have eight singles and one EP. Um, mm-hmm. The way you recorded them. Um, uh, did you record them all the same? at the same um, pace or did you or was there like different different ways you recorded each 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 song and or 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 the ep um for my ep i recorded with one producer um i went in with uh very rough demos and we worked on them and um 
I released that in 2010. Since then, I've it's been a different approach. I wanted to do singles, and I really kind of experimented with different genres. So uh, there's more dance, there's dubstep, um, there's right. a little more pop rock. There's uh, yeah, it's just uh, experiencing different genres and seeing you know what I could do with it, and thought they were fun, and I'd release them and. Now I'm back to the kind of the pop rock um, influenced, a little bit of dance in there. Um, yeah. yeah, it just is what I like to listen to, and yeah. and yeah. So, so with that, like you're 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 a fan of all kinds of music. You don't uh, solidify yourself to one genre. Kind of like the brand. No, out. no, I'm no, and I, I grew up listening to a lot of different music. You know, my dad was, he'd pride himself on having, you know, a couple million songs in his iTunes library and he'd never <laughs> yeah. listening to the same song twice kind of deal. Right. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know I listened to everything. You know, I, I, I grew up on, you know, the Cranberries and, you know, uh, the old Monk chants. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I went into, you know, school was, you know, the you know, jazz and, you know, concert music. And then I was in a marching band and I was in a, with, uh, you know, brass reed and then I was in with the pipes and drums and it's completely different. So it's, everything's got a little bit of a influence in my music. Nice. Nice. Um, so going back to your destination, destination unknown EP, that was your first album that, that was your first um, ever recording session, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you were recording that as your first thing ever um, by you, um, you, you said you recorded this in studio, right? I did. I okay. was. It was in. Um, I went to go see a producer, and we recorded in his uh, his home studio. Yeah. And um, you know, I really, you know, I was fresh out of audio engineering school, and you know, I, I really. Uh, just watching him and, and learning how he did things um, really taught me a lot, actually, right. and something I was proud of. But uh, yeah, I was a big learning care for me. Good. Okay. Um, so in that session, um, were you calm or relaxed or, or very excited? Because earlier you said you were shy at first, mm-hmm. and then you created another another persona. Um, yeah. So what, what? How were your feelings when you when you started recording that album? Yeah, I was I was very shy. I can remember, um, you know, I, I recorded demo and mm. almost be whispering, you right. know, the words and like <laughs> I'd, I'd bring that in. And I can remember like the first time I recorded vocals and be like, okay, now it's your turn to sing. And it'd be like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was kind of awkward and I was super shy because I never really sang in front of yeah. anyone. And uh, he kind of coached me into it and, yeah. you know, went through the process and everything. But it was very hands-on. It was just me working with the producers. So, um, so I guess he really yeah, made you feel relaxed and everything was going to be okay, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had to, right? He kind of had to pull that fire out of you, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so with seven singles in your catalog, um, did you expect the songs to go to the top of the charts or even the song Dear Johnny Go number one on, on iTunes? Um, no, actually, because Dear John, I had, um, you know, I, I had written that with my best friend who's, who's just starting in the industry. And oh. our common thing was that my father had passed away two years ago at the, at the time and her brother was coming up to his 10th uh, anniversary of his passing. And right. we just needed a way to cope. 
And so we sat down and, you know, within 15 minutes we had this demo written and we just kind of, it was, it was more like, oh, this sounds really good. Let's see if we can get this, this done professionally. And, you know, we went and saw a producer, it didn't work out. And we saw another one and we're like, yeah, this is perfect. And then it was, oh, let's see if we can record a, um, a music video. And we did that, but it was never like, oh, let's see how far we can take the song. It was more for us and it just took off and, you know, winning all these awards and, you know, number one in the South Africa charts and, yeah. and placing in the, the, yeah, it was just crazy. And we're still in shock with, right. you know, we, we get notifications that, oh, you've, you're, you're an official selection or you've, you've, you've won this or, or you've won that. And it's, it's just, we're so blessed to have written this song that's, that's really, you know, yeah. it's successful. Did you really, I mean, did you expect it to be a hit in like South Africa? You know, I mean, because I don't, I don't think that uh, people uh, people is aware how how much music can can, can travel, and no one knows that um, uh, to be a, a number one song anywhere, um, let alone South Africa. Um, so, did you expect it to go as far as as South Africa with this song? No, and and I'm completely amazed at how far the music does reach. Right. Um, it's very cool to see it, to see it on the South African charts. You know, I've never been. I don't know anybody from there, so that was pretty special. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I check my you know, um, I check you know on Spotify or I, I check on on YouTube just to see where people are listening, and I I'm amazed. Like Europe and. In Australia, just it's it's crazy to see how far it's traveled and how many how many people this the song has touched, and I'm quite blessed. Right. Well, it's it's I'm amazed too, as well as um as uh, music can can help people in so in so much um difficult and and uh, happy circumstances, you know, because um maybe um your song has inspired someone to. To go for their dreams and maybe you know make make your first song ever you know you never know who was going to touch never know absolutely uh, that's the power of music you know um so where were you and who told you that you're done with number one um i believe i was uh at home and uh mm -hmm. michael had actually posted um something and let me know that i had reached number one and i was just ecstatic Static, so I had to let you know all the rest of the, the the two other featured artists on the song know, and you know I'm posting and reposting, and and <laughs> it's just the same with any any good news. I'm always just over the moon. Right, right. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about your uh, single that came out in 2017 for a minute. Um, you did a, a single called Sirens, and you did that with Little John. Uh, <laughs> that's all. Awesome. That's amazing, right? So, um, how did this song come about, and uh, what was it like with working with Little John? So, uh, we did like uh, a remote session, basically. So, um, I didn't actually meet him. It was set up oh. through the team I was working <laughs> oh, with. Yeah. yeah, but we sat down and we we uh, we we wrote over this beat, and we we came up with things. And um, the executive producer said, "You know, I I know him. He's worked with." another artist of mine and we'll get him on the song and you know it kind of just went from there but it's all it's all connections in this business yeah yeah so i guess he um i guess somebody told him that uh you know hey we got this girl chris Carmen that wants to do a uh, a song with you you know are you interested and i guess he just said yes well i guess i i guess he checked you out first right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, so in uh, 2013, uh, you were selected to open for DJ Lady Starlight, and at the end, uh, do a, a, a official after party for Lady Gaga's Born This Way Ball. Um, how did that come about? Um, yeah, so I knew the 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 gentleman putting on the after parties because he put on a lot of celebrity after parties, and uh, you know I had approached him and said, I know you're putting on Gaga's after party, and I want to perform. I want to be at it. And he was kind of hesitant. He didn't have any live bands performing. It was mainly a fashion show. Uh, DJ Lady Starlight was going to spin a, a set at the end. Um, and I just kind of kept bugging him and, mm-hmm. and putting my music in front of him. And eventually he uh, he said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll stick you as one of two musical acts. And, you know, I opened the night. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. So did he get to meet Lady Gaga, or like, or, or, or like, was she there? Um, no, no. They they told me after that she was in her mobile studio recording. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> She's always working, which yeah. is is pretty amazing for an artist. Right, right. So, um, our last question we have for you today is uh, or tonight is like, what are you listening to? Because I because I find it very um intriguing to um get new music from artists. Um, so what are you listening to right now? Um, right now, I've just discovered this Canadian artist called JJ Wild. Um, and I'm listening to her right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of um, kind of independent bands, Toronto-based that I know that have got good music. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so where can, our, where can our listeners find you? Um, yeah, uh, com. I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Music, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, basically anywhere. And then you just Google me, it's me managing the social media. So, you know, you're, if you message me, it's me responding to you. But, um, nice. yeah, any, anywhere, everywhere. And that seems to be like a personal touch, doesn't it? Because, uh, Usually, when you uh, write the band, the band or the um, artist, you never talk to them personally. You know, that's always good yeah. Thing. So yeah it's really important for me to connect with the fans because I wouldn't be where I am without my fans. So it's it's really cool to see you know how my music has touched them or impacted their lives in any way. And um, yeah, so I, I really like the hands on approach and just responding to everybody. Exactly. So cool. So. Um, yeah, so um, thank you for coming on our our show, and uh, uh, we would love to have you again later on in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right, thank you.